Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Just Being Amos Podcast with my co-host Trevor. Yo, that's me. Yeah, what's up Trevor? What's up, how you doing? Yeah, been a long time no see, buddy. Uh, I know, it's been a while since the Black Widow one. <laughs> oh yeah, right, really. We did, we did do the Black Widow one. Yeah, right? we did yeah. the Black Widow one. Yeah, that was what? A couple um, months ago. A couple months ago. Hey man, life, man. Yeah. That, that what happens. <laughs> Shit. So yeah, man, glad to have you back on board. Mm-hmm. It's good to be out and about. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, in this episode, um, this movie been out for three, four weeks now, maybe? I think this is its, would be its fourth, fourth weekend, week. yeah. Yeah, fourth weekend. Um, I guess I'm going to say this right, because I'm a person that will mess up a name. I will mess it up. As if, I guess it's pronounced Shang-Chi, yeah. Legend of the Ten Rings. Right. Yes, okay. You can correct me all you want to, man, because, you know, you can correct me. Oh, this this could be an interesting one because it's been a week since I've seen the movie, and I don't always know how to pronounce a lot of Chinese names. Oh, so I'm yeah. sure there's a lot of them that we're going to get wrong. So please forgive us if we mispronounce them. We're trying our best. Yes, we're doing our best, guys. And for my listeners, we're doing our best. But yes, apparently it's pronounced Shang Chi. I had always just because I've only ever read it, right? Been like Shang Chi, because that's what it looks like. But yes, apparently it's pronounced Shang Chi. Shang Shang Shang. I know it's funny in the movie. We'll get to that. But um, yeah, we I saw it um th- two weeks later. No, I saw it the second. No, the third week. I went to see it the third week, and I was so surprised when I went to the movie theater to see it. I was actually by myself. And it was by myself for like five minutes, and then two other people showed up. It was so it was actually three people in the audience. Like, cool, yes, I got it. Popcorn and a drink, and uh, yeah, man, I really enjoyed the movie. It was it was entertaining, you know. It really was, you know. And with this movie here, this is like the twenty fifth movie, the MCU. I think yes, it's the twenty fifth movie that the um, Marvel Studios put out. Within like a 12, 13 year span. Yeah. Damn, dude. Ah, they've been a machine. Man, they've been a machine, man. The machine is not stopping no time soon. Nope. Not once to wear with the movies and with now the TV series. By the way, a little side note One Division came away with three Emmys, right? Yeah. Yeah, but they were mostly like technical ones for like right. costumes and yeah, special right. effects type stuff. So yeah, even though they had like twenty three nominations or something it was like some, that, it, it was, was a large lot. number. They didn't come up with any of the big ones, like you know, yeah. any of the the acting or the right. Uh, Which is a shame because uh, what's her name, Olsen, Elizabeth Olsen did a great job. She did. I mean, especially given that she had to, she was basically playing a different decade type sitcom. So she had to kind of tailor her performance to that specific, you know, period in time. Right. And so, yeah, I mean, it came out with three. That's a that's a great uh, win for Marvel Studios and Disney, you know. And also Disney had the Mandalorian. I think that won seven. Oh, yeah, I think it. Yeah. Yeah, I think it did. It won a lot. I don't know how many uh, five. it won, but those ones were the, mostly the same thing well. too. Yeah, yeah, none of the big ones. Oh, some for stunts and the action sequence yeah. and stuff like that. But, you know, that was a little side note for Disney Plus. Back to um, Shang-Chi in The Legend of the Ten Rings. Now, this take pl- I think this movie takes place right after Endgame, the, um, the Avengers movie. I'll take about, I'll say, like a, a year or months yeah, later. Yeah, it, ta- it takes place sometime, yeah, after Endgame. We know that yeah. much because right. they do mention, you know, people disappearing um, 
Oh they yeah, matter of fact, at one point. So yeah, so they they do mention the the blip or whatever it's now called. If you paid paid attention to the background, there were like posters said the blip something um like group that you had someone that came back whatever. It was like a poster on there, and I try to pay attention to the movie. But there was so much going on within the movie, it's kind of hard to catch all the little things in the movie. It kind of amazes me sometimes. When you were on the website and people, oh, you seen this right here? Like, how do y'all get all this? And I, know, I, I don't know how they managed to spot all of those, but yeah, yeah. I mean, they must go to see it several times. They might have to. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't been able to, but um, I do plan on. Uh, apparently, it's coming to Disney Plus. I think November twelfth, yeah. which is like Disney Plus Day or something like that. Yes, it is. So there's a whole bunch of stuff like Jungle Cruise and a bunch of other stuff being released on that day. Yeah, I, I saw the um, advertisements for that, but you know what? I'm kind of glad they're doing that because I mean, some people could they waited, you know, they you know, of mm-hmm. course. But for me, I just had to go see it, man. Oh, for sure, I had to see it in in the the theater. But yeah, I'm glad it's coming to Disney Plus soon, so then I can watch it again and get a little bit more out of it this time. If I could find a time to just sit here, like have a day, two two or three days, man, I might have to do like a a major marathon. And I said 25 MCU movies, right? Then I got to watch the Disney Plus movie, uh, TV shows yeah, in you, between, but you don't have to. You know but you can't do that in two days. No, right? that's, that's like two weeks, man. It's impossible, yeah. That's two weeks, at least, I think. Yeah, and I'd have to do the math. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, Infinity War and Endgame alone Oof. are six hours on the, you know, right there. Yeah, so. right. All the Avengers movies are two hours long anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, all of them are at least two hours long. Yeah, but you know, it's it's gonna be a feat. I'm gonna try to attempt to do at least try two weeks to finish up um, the MCU, at least with my busy schedule and all. But yeah, but this movie, um, Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, is about a character. But you know what? They did a lot of um, what kind of say this? The comic book is very outdated, and some of the things in that book you cannot do today. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a lot of a lot of what Shang Chi was originally, you know, Based off built of. off of was, yeah, very kind of racist stereotype. Yeah, and it was at the height of the martial arts. Wave, right. It right? was during the seventies when the martial arts and Bruce Lee mm-hmm. and all that stuff was like becoming really popular. popular you know, yeah. kung fu and yeah. you know, so they decided they wanted to take advantage of that, and uh, apparently he was. I was I was reading a little bit up on him because. Uh, to be honest, um, I've kind of always liked the idea of Shang-Chi, but I've never really read a lot of his stuff. Yeah. So I'm only barely, ba- you know, barely to, familiar with a lot of his, his background. To me, he's one of those characters characters in the in the comic books that you got to have a good story to fit him in somewhere within the world of superheroes, right? Right. Because it's the same thing with the Punisher. You know, and even even Iron Fist and with Luke Cage, Iron Fist has his own thing too, but he's martial arts also. Right. But it's kind of we got to find a way to fit them into the superhero um, comic books, man. And each book had the, I mean, each character had their own book. Right. But you know, one minute Sean Chi crossover with Spider Man, you're like, okay, martial artist. Spider-Man right here. I mean, it's, 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 it was weird. Yeah, well, he, he taught he taught Spider-Man his kung fu, and now he calls it, like, what, spider-fu or something? <laughs> what is, what, web-fu? Web I, don't, I don't remember what he calls it. But, but. no, but recently he um, trained Domino in her, um, her series. Her yeah, own. so there, that's where I've been most familiar with him recently, although I did read the Ellis's uh, Secret Avenger run. He oh, yeah. showed up for a couple issues in that. Right. 
Um, but yeah. I was familiar with um, him from, yeah, Domino. He showed up for a couple issues. Oh, he and was in Heroes he for was, Hire, too. Yeah, he was in Heroes for Hire for a bit. And then he was also in Agents of Atlas. Right. So he's shown up in that recently. Well, he has a rich history, man. I mean, he, he has a lot of background myth. I mean, for the character, you know. Right. But I, I was when they made the decision to make this movie, I'm like, wow, okay. And plus the fact, man, and I'm going back with this, you know, there was no representation for Asian Americans. That means Asian of the Asian culture, right? In the superhero genre. It's always, yeah, it's always been kind of, you know, lacking. Lacking. Uh, for sure. And that's the same thing we go back like with Black Panther when that came out. You know, it was a cultural, um, so I mean, how can, what's the word I'm looking for? It was something different. Mm-hmm. And I guess it was, it was needed because like you said, there was no representation for a black, um, um, superhero in the, um, movies, right? Right. But you but know, now you, now you yeah. guys have Captain America, so you can shut the fuck up. Right? Yeah, right. That's how it yeah. works. That's how it works. Yeah, we got <laughs> Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just kidding. But no, for sure, like diversity and you know representation, because you know your audience consists of people all over the world. Right. You know, of all different ethnicities and skin colors, and you know, it's important to try and represent, you know, all of them, so that. Everybody somewhere has someone they can identify with or look up to, or and, and this goes to the point of me um, talking about characters in these books and everything like that. I'm, I'm not off my off the top topic, but it's still in, within the realm of the um, the topic. It's just that you know with Shang Chi, Black Panther, Luke Cage, all these guys always they've been in the comic book industry for a long time. They've been there for a while, mm-hmm. but it was never. On the screen that they were, rep- you know, what you laughing at, man? <laughs> Sorry, just that you made me think of Luke Cage and his his racial stereotype. Oh yeah, dude. Sweet Christmas. Yeah, right. <laughs> For, <laughs> right, you know who? I don't say sweet. Do, do I say sweet Christmas? No, no, no. I mean that's the thing. Not with that. And then of course Falcon started out. Didn't he start out as like a drug dealer? Yeah, like, man. So, or like a and red red or, skull brainwashed pimp or some shit, something like that. Sorry, I'm trying to. Watch my language, so but Leslie the, can listen to this one. But, but I'm not doing a very good. Job. But the, the thing is, man, back in the old story was told, it was no, it was not representation of a normal black guy, black person, right? Right. It was all stereotypes, and then what they figure out what black person is supposed to be, or Asian person is supposed to be, right? But right, and that's the biggest problem you have when I mean, one, they're treated as minorities to begin with, and you have them being written by white people, right? <laughs> <laughs> so right. So, like, come on, man. Really? Sweet Christmas. All right, whatever. But anyway, so Sean Chi came out in September 4th, you know, um, a month ago. And uh, like I said, I was very interested in watching this movie because I like martial arts anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one's totally up my alley. Yeah. And I know you like Japanese culture and stuff. Like that right. So, you too. know, and, and, you know, Chinese, like, you know, culture, mysticism, you know, the, uh, the folklore, right. that type of thing, and martial arts. So, yeah, a lot of this was really up my alley. So I was very excited about this one. Right. So, I mean, I'm not going to really go scene to scene in this movie. It's going to be too long. No, and, and I've forgotten. Yeah, I've it's, been, it's been a week. I, I couldn't go through it piece by piece. So but. there are going to be spoilers in here. I'm not, I'm not going to. Not gonna say too many spoilers for you guys. Oh yes, I am. I'm it's, lying. It's all gonna be spoilers. I'm lying. Come on, guys. We're just gonna talk about whatever we, whatever yeah. comes to mind. Yeah, well, I'm lying. It's gonna be spoilers, <laughs> so you'll be warned. So, yo, so the movies like say started out. How did it start out? Now I'm drawing a blank. It's been so long. <laughs> Damn. 
But no, it was. I think the story had a nice combination of the present of Shang Chi, then the, the flashbacks in between. When he has a child. Yeah, I mean, let's. Uh, I'll say right off the bat that you know one of the one of the things I found interesting and a little bit different with the way they did it was they kind of did the flashbacks and gave you more info about him and his past uh-huh. as it went along. Right. So you know, it's it instead of like all being like, okay, let's just show all of his backstory in one go. It's like. We gave you little snippets bit, from time bit, to time bit, when right. they became relevant. Yeah, for that for that moment for that scene, right. then you get it. You know, um, it, it started off with his dad, which right. Is, so the movie starts out with his father, who um, we should probably preface by saying, well, in the comics, technically Shang Chi was um, well when they were creating him, they wanted him to be part of like the Kung Fu universe, universe like right. the show Kung Fu, right. But they couldn't get the rights to it. But they were able to get the rights to a similar show where there was a, a character named Fu Manchu. Man <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, just racist, that, that racist that stereotype right there. Yeah, <laughs> but um, so basically, he was like the child of Fu Manchu, yes. and then um, and so Marvel managed to get the rights to some of those characters from that um, that universe. And he and he was part of it. Even and Shang Chi himself was owned by Marvel, though. Uh-huh. But of course, over the years, eventually they lost the rights to the Fu Manchu character. So they kind of had to be a little cagey about, you know, uh, reference referencing, you know, any of his lineage. And a lot of those characters started disappearing. Um, so Fu Manchu, they actually changed his name. I don't remember what, but I think they changed it. It's actually Zhu, you know, Zhu Ziang or something Zhu, like yeah. that. Because um, the X is Z, right? It, it yeah, but it, this was actually Z. So it was Z, like Zhu right. Zhang or something. I could be wrong, but that's what I remember seeing. Um, right. It was something like that. Um, so then they, yeah, so they changed his name, and then eventually they kind of, um, you know, they changed certain things. Like originally, I think his mother was also white, or you know, <laughs> right. because they. Because, you know, dic- you know, sign of the times, editorial dictated that, you know, he had to be part white. And over time, they've kind of been like, nope, we're just going to pretend that doesn't exist. And now they've actually brought his real mother out. And in the most recent Shang-Chi um, comic book, in episode or issue number four, they actually introduce her. And she actually has the same name as the character in the movie. Of course, and they got the cater to the movie. Right, right. right. So, yeah, I mean... but. But in terms of his dad, I think it's important to say, so, you know, he's he's who we, we meet first because he's actually really, really old. Right. Um, because he's the, immortal. Ten, the Ten Rings give him immortality. Um, but he is, um, they basically took a combination of kind of that Fu Manchu character and, um, the, Mandarin. and the Mandarin, Mandarin yeah. from comic book lore and kind of combined them and got rid of all the racist stuff. Yes, they did. <laughs> because both of those were very problematic in the comic books. Yes, it was. Because you got to understand, back in the day, it was written by white people. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it so, was his. So his character actually in the movie is named uh, Zhu Wenwu. Wenwu, that's it, Zhu Wenwu, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so we start out with him, and you know they explain that... He somehow managed to get the ten rings. Either, I don't remember. It was two options. They said either they got it, he got it from a crater, or it was magical, or something like that. Or he stole it Just from stole somebody, it from somebody who. Else. Yeah, it was. Yeah. They didn't really know, you know, because it's a legend, right? Um, but a, apparently he's 
not a great guy. He only craved power, so of course he used the ten rings to conquer half of Asia. Yeah, much of much of Asia, yeah. and you know, make himself out to be this big warlord type thing. So, so years passed, you know, in the modern age, but he the ten ring, which was his organization, come to find yeah. out, they had played major parts in molding certain events in. The world history right assassinations, assassinations yeah. taking down governments yeah things like that See, which is so. kind of crazy to me man because the mcu with all the organizations they have hydra being number one then you have aim then you have um those are the only two major ones as, as far as evil right evil organization then you got the ten rings right and i'm just thinking like all oh, these organizations going on the under underworld and stuff and I know it's all new, mm-hmm. but you remember the Ten Rings was introduced way back in 2008. Ten Rings Iron, was originally in the first Iron, Iron Man. Man, right? Yes. So, <laughs> so they have something to build on in the years to come, right? So, but there, and I'm not sure if they ever really fully explained whether those two are connected or if they just took, took the name, name of the Ten Rings because that was a Middle Eastern terrorist group essentially right. in Iron Man, and then their use of the Mandarin, which then was AIM, Iron because Man that was. Aldrich Killian yeah. from Iron Man Three, <laughs> right? You know, and had uh, and the Mandarin turned out to be an actor, Trevor, <laughs> Trevor Slattery, you know, Trevor Slattery, right? Um, <laughs> so he wasn't the real Mandarin. Technically, the real Mandarin was uh, Aldrin Ki- uh, Killian, Killian. Uh, but we find out in this movie that when Wu, one of his titles was With the Mandarin, Mandarin. which and, which is kind of weird because. Because everybody going back to Iron Man three said, "Oh, this this is not right. Oh, he's the Mandarin. He doesn't." People was in the uproar. People, people were pissed. angry that yeah, they turned the Mandarin into an actor playing a role. Yeah, and then they trying to clean it up a little bit more and held to the king. It was a short, right? That they did. It was like a ten minute short, and he said the Mandarin like to see you, right? Because it, it was yeah, it basically followed Trevor Slattery in prison, prison, right? And then yeah, it turns out yeah, they were like the real Mandarin mm-hmm. would like to see, see you, and so. <laughs> Yeah, you know, the idea was that he was going to be taken and probably killed. killed right. Um, so, but um, but and it, it is nice. There's there's even like a nice little scene. You know, while we're talking about the whole, you know, uh, racial, you know, uh, problematic areas with the Mandarin, is that there's actually a nice little scene where Wen Wu is explaining <laughs> to Shang Chi and his sister that you know it's like. They're naming me after a Chinese, Chinese food dish. dish. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm an orange. It's like, <laughs> how ridiculous and racist can you get? <laughs> yeah, I, I laugh when you say that. Like, so wow. it is funny that yeah, they bring that up and they're like, you know, that's just ridiculous and racist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he brought that up in the conversation, man. I'm like, okay, good, good. But the thing is, I mean, we we jumping ahead, but I I'm really don't care because what I'm trying to say is, there's gonna be a lot of spoilers, and we're just talking about this movie. And like you said, we going we. The movie began with his father. He wanted to be, a, he wanted to conquer half of Asia. Mm-hmm. Then years come, he had the organization of the Ten Rings, and then he was molding his son to be an assassin. Right. So he, he had the Ten Rings, like the compound, and basically he was training, he was training assassins, assassins. and he was trying to mold his son mm-hmm. to be like the ultimate the assassin. assassin. Right. But come to find out. This is before his son was born. You know, his father trying to find more power. Of course. Of course. And he found this place somewhere. I don't know where it was where it's located. It was. Somewhere. He's looking for the. Um, he was looking for like this lost. Um, Talo. Lost village called Talo. Talo. Yes. Yeah. 
and he was looking for it. So and it's kind of like this legendary. Like Shangri-La. Yeah, right. Kind of like a Shangri-La type thing. Right. So he want that power, right? And he goes, look for it. But, but um, to him, it's like a forest of trees. Right. Bamboo it's, it's like all trees. these, these, it's like in this bamboo forest, right, yeah. they locate where it is and they go there directly. But yeah, it's kind of weird because the trees just start moving. Right. And, you know, um, and then eventually like crush the vehicles and push them out. And he does manage, he himself, he everybody else is like dead. But well, he survived. But he manages to find his way towards the entrance. Right. And he come when he gets into the entrance, he see this woman. And I guess she's the protector of She's the protector the, of the village. Village, yes. right. And they're going back and forth. You say he want more power, this and that. And now we get like a hidden dragon crouching tiger moment. Right. right. Yeah. So we get a we get a nice little yeah, um acrobatic fight scene between the two of them where she is very much like, you know She's graceful. Yeah, very graceful and like kind of the wire work, you know, type thing. And you know, the she can she spins and the, the the leaves and stuff swirl around her and you know and she can use like nature right. to kind of help her fight. It's this very spiritual martial art type. And he's very intrigued by this and, and right because she kicks his she kicks his butt. Yeah, <laughs> and no like one ever kicks big his butt. time. And yeah, he's got like this supreme power with these ten rings, and yet she just defeats him easily. Yeah, so he was very smitten by her. <laughs> right. Then if we go in the future, he has a daughter and a son. Shang Chi and his sister name is Zing Ling. Uh, Zhang Ling. It's like Zhu Ling, I think. Zhu Ling. Okay, guys, we know we're gonna have issues with the Hers names. Hers is the one that I knew I was gonna have problem with because right. I think it's yeah, it's like Zhu Ling or something like that. Zhu Ling. It's X X I E. No, it's I A. X I A L I Ang. So Zhu Zhu Ling. Zhu Ling. Right. So we have two kids. And they now he at this time the Mandarin he's not doing anything nefarious or nothing like that, but he still had an organization. But I think what he has done, he got away from that. Well, when he got married, Married, he actually decided to put the you know she agreed to leave her village and was no longer the protector, so she kind of gave up her power, and he put the rings away. Right, and then they you know the idea was to have like just a normal life. So then they had their the two children. Right. And, you know, they were hoping to just have a nice, regular, you know, life with a family and everything. But that does not work for but you yeah, when you're a criminal. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, yeah, when you're when you're an immortal almost god, okay. yeah, it's, you're going to make a lot of enemies along the way. Someone's going to cut. Your past is going to catch up with you. Yeah, I got a question. What did you think about the actor who played Shang-Chi as far oh, as? C- Simu Liu? Yeah. I thought he was great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's he's just very he's very charismatic, just kind of down to earth. You know, I thought he was I thought he was great. Right. And what about what about Aquafina, man? Oh, now a, you and I had to talk about this. Aquafina is hilarious. Like she's a little bit of a I would say she's um she's kind of what's what's the word I'm looking for uh, an acquired taste. Oh, okay, that's it. An acquired taste. Um, and the thing but, she is funny. Don't get me wrong, she's funny, but I had to get used to her. Her voice. voice, her raspy type she voice. Has, yeah, she has a gravelly, gravelly raspy type voice that you have to get used to. I think the first time I saw her in anything, she was in Future Man. Dude. Right. Oh, I didn't finish that. 
in the first season of Future Man. She was part of the she group. She was one of his friends that was in the group with right. with Paul Shear and I don't remember who the other guy and was. In the video arcade, I mean the um, video yeah, game the video um, game store. store. But then right. then they show up later when he, he orders the his wife is being is arriving and it turns out to be a living sex doll or whatever. Yeah, right. <laughs> Japanese like, you know, lifelike sex yeah, dolls. She was in there, man. I totally forgot about that. I didn't finish that series, yeah, dude. But she didn't she got too popular and wasn't in the second season. Wow. So it was she was only in the first season uh, but yeah at first i was kind of like eh. but over time uh, you know like she's she's hilarious in um crazy rich asians i haven't seen never she's seen great it. in that so i mean after that i became a fan okay. um, but yeah i like her dude i like her but like i said it was just her voice man at the time like that's a, that's a lot i gotta take in you know i mean don't get me wrong i like her playing kate um kathy katie katie yeah katie i'm sorry katie i know it's a kate well, <laughs> the easiest name katie, that's I mess, the one I mess you mess up, up. Okay, <laughs> Kathy from, but yeah. So I mean, I had to get used to that too, and uh, and I really like I say, um, Sam playing um Shang Shang Chi, he did a great job. You know, he was also in the convenience store. What is the name of the um TV series he's in? The who that Sam Simulu? Uh, yeah, Simulu. Yeah, uh, it's convenience something convenience I don't store. Know. But anyway, but um, I I I really enjoy him playing um that character. And if the one who played his sister, she was great, I believe. Mm-hmm. I believe that was her first That's like, major role, role or yeah. something like that. So, yeah. yeah, she did a good job. Yeah, but, I mean, overall casting was great. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the whole cast was fantastic. I think, you know, they all did a good job. And, you know, they got some – they got some – yeah, for Asian actors, because unfortunately Asian actors don't get cast as much as they should. No. They got some pretty big names for some of the big roles. So you had mm. Michelle Yeoh as his aunt. Right. Um, she's busy. She's right. Busy. Yeah, she's been busy, she's busy lately. So good for her. By um, the way. And then they got Tony Lung as Wen Wu, mm-hmm. who I don't know if you remember. I mean, he's big in Hong Kong movies and stuff. But uh, have you seen The Killer? No. With Chow Yun-Fat? The John, the replacement um, killers or killers? No, the killer. Uh, uh-uh, I've never seen that. It's a John Woo movie that has Chow Yun Fat in it. I, I know who you are. I know okay. who you're talking well, about. Well, in that one, there's like a professional killer who's Chow Yun Fat, and then there's a, um, a cop who kind of gets in trouble because when he shoots like a criminal or something like that, the person he was the hostage he was holding has like a heart attack or something. Damn. So yeah, he kind of gets in trouble for that. But um, but then I think eventually the two cross paths or whatever but it's a great movie the killer what is his name again tony lung tony lung yeah l-e-u-n-g oh he's playing the father he played the father wen Wu. that's what i said oh i think i have seen him somewhere before. yeah well he's been in like a ton of stuff but that's probably the big one that you might know him from here in the u.s oh but then again we can't forget somebody else benedict wong oh yeah well of course benedict <laughs> wong, wong shows yeah, from, up like yeah, dr strange from dr strange and yeah, the uh Infinity War and Endgame. I'm spoiler for you guys, but that was pretty interesting. That he was that scene that he showed up and I'm gonna tell you and with abomination also that and you you text me. He said, "Is this supposed to be abomination?" Okay, so yeah, so um, so if any of you have seen like the Incredible Hulk movie, the one with Edward Norton, right? Tim Roth plays a character named Emil Blonsky, um, who then becomes the abomination. He is an abomination. So he turns into this big green, know, like, bony. No, no, he's not green. He's brown. He looks like brown this, is green, isn't he? I don't remember if he was green. He was more brown or like a light or orangish brown or something. But he basically yeah. just looked like a, 
he like a turd. Yeah, he <laughs> looked like a big like cancerous growth or something yeah, like that. He the looked, way... looked kind of nasty or like something that you would hawk up from your mouth, you know, like a, he a tonsil no... stone or something. <laughs> he had no kind of definition of a body. You know what I'm saying? He had nothing to like. Yeah, it was describe him. He, he was kind of weird looking because the way he his head was made. He had bones in the back of his neck, back of his head. It bone his chest. It was like muscle and bones also. Right. I'm like, what is this? But what I think they and his did, face. I think his head. It didn't feel like he had any ears or anything nothing, like that. Nah. So it's just kind of like a, a head with no protrusions of any sort. Yes. But, yes. Um, but, but yeah, so he shows up in in this in uh, this kind of this fighting tournament um, at this club that's owned by Shang Chi's sister, sister right? Um, and so we see him facing off against Wong, wow. and yeah, I didn't, I knew that Abomination was showing up in this, but I was like, it was that Abomination? <laughs> yeah, because he looks more like the creature from the Black Lagoon in this, right. which I think is more comics accurate. And I will tell you, more more uh, accurate to the book, right? But he doesn't look anything like he did in the Incredible Hulk movie. So yes. I was like, they got some explanation on this one. I, right. they, they mutate some more. Might mutate I mean, some more. Maybe yeah, he mutates or mutated or changed or tried to like you know keep playing with something to kind of fix his playing, condition. Playing with something, He's funny. Yeah, <laughs> um, and then it just kind of turned him into that instead. Because when but, I when I sent you the text, he, he listen. He said a meal. He said, right. he said, one said, all right, you lost a meal. Let's go. I mean, in other words, let's go. Right. So that's that's how he knows. Uh, which, that's how we know who it was. But. And which, by me, man, I think, I mean, it, it, the scene worked for that moment because it was an arena. They were fighting. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of other contestants that was in there trying to get ready to fight because this one guy was there. I think he was part. He had the extremist. His body was on fire. Remember mm-hmm. back in Iron Man 3, the extremist? Yeah, yeah. there was one guy who had that, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, okay, that's not. That's still around. I mean, I thought they got rid of that. Right. So, I mean, that was pretty interesting. And it's just the fact that his sister was running the place, and he was looking for his sister because his dad, going back, was coming for him. Right. So, yeah, so let's back up a little bit, you know. Basically, the important thing to know about Shang-Chi and Katie is that they're just kind of... Flung, well, rolled emotions, baby. Yeah, they're just kind of <laughs> drifting, drifting, really. Yeah. You know, it's like they have this this conversation with, you know, their, their married friends, you know, at the bar about how they need to, like, do something with their life. Instead, they're just, you know, they're just Rolling with happy the being valets, which is... You know, it doesn't really have any upward mobility. No or, promotion whatsoever. Right. It's, you know, it's not really a career track, but they seem happy with that. And just, you know, um, so. Yeah, so they just kind of have this. Yeah, this this kind of life of irresponsibility or, you know, just not taking any responsibility for. But, and then when they go they're on their way to work on a bus, they suddenly get attacked by. uh Razor Fist. Razor Fist. Okay. Let's go to the Razor Fist. Well, there's Fist. a couple guys, but then Razor Fist is on it. So, yeah. yeah. Let's go to the Razor Fist. Okay. Razor Fist. Now, how can you... I don't get with that arm with his... Right. So, so Razor Fist is basically on one of his arms. He's missing a hand. And, you know, there's a cap in the end. And on the, on the end, it's like he can bring out this... It's kind of like a laser sword, sword type yeah. thing. But it just looks like a regular sword, but it's like flashy red. Dude, I thought... I first read on Razor Fist when I was reading Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. He was an actual character. 
He, yeah, show, he, he shows exists. up in Shang-Chi in the books. Like, yeah, he's been in the Shang-Chi But books it was too. like passed down from that. It's just not what one. It was like the title was passed down from one person to the next, I believe. Right. And I, then, when, it, like you said, they were fighting that bus, man. Like, how can he move around with that razor, that sword, and whatever in his arm? I mean, it's just it's one of those <laughs> things, dude. This is a comic book movie. I just, you know, just had to roll with it. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing. That's what, like, the, the what is it? The Deadpool. X-Men origin the Deadpool, Wolverine yeah. with Deadpool, where they decide to put, kind of like how Wolverine has the claws come out of his, his uh, hands. Yeah. They decide they're going to have katana yes. blades come out of Deadpool. Deadpool's arms. But it's like, that means when they're retracted, he basically has to keep his <laughs> arms, like, straight. super straight. <laughs> Yo, walking man. like a robot. And that's the same thing with Razor Fist. I'm like, he's swinging right. his own. I mean, unless it. that's not an actual blade, it actually is kind of like a nanotechnology nah, yeah, or something, or like a laser sword, like a lightsaber, where it, yeah, it just kind of comes out right. as a. So it really depends on what it's made of. They never really True. go into the details on yeah, that. Yeah, but it just fact like that, he got a razor. He just walks with a stiff arm all the I'm time. Stiff. <laughs> he just likes, yeah, he just likes walking around and clotheslining people. You got a stiffy, right? <laughs> so yeah, so they get to fight on the bus and stuff like that. We had all big action scene and whatnot. And, uh, right. So, but the main goal is they're trying to take the pendant his, that he has that was given to him right. from his mom. His mom gave it to him and. She had said, you know, as long as you always wear this, you'll always be able to find your way home. Right, right, Is right. what she says about it. So, so then they go to Macaw to find his sister because she also has the same pendant. So now that he knows his father is looking for them, he goes to try and warn her. Right. Um, and so that's why they show up there. And that's when we get to the arena part, what we were just talking about earlier. Right. And Katie decides to tag along with him. And, of course. You know, she didn't know anything about his background. He was keeping it, you A know, secret. secret and going by the name Sean. And then she said, why are you? You're not which, smart. Which she, which she makes fun of him yeah. you know, on the plane is like, like wait, so your real name is Sean Chi, but you changed. Sean. But you wanted to go into hiding, so you decided to call yourself Sean. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just drop the G, just say Sean. I'm like, yeah. wow. That was, that was, that's a valid point. Yeah, I was like, that's not very clever. No, whatsoever. <laughs> so they make it there, like we said. They um, he, he, Sean Chief actually fights in the arena, but when he gets to the um, the person he's going to fight, it's his sister, which he was looking for. Right. He wasn't expecting that. So come to find out after she whipped his ass, <laughs> and she runs the whole building. The whole arena, the whole racket. That's all her stuff. Right. And, you know, and I, it was just funny, man, just the way everything was set up and how Aquafina, after he lost, she betted against him. She, wanted him <laughs> she made like a killing because she bet against him. He's like, you didn't bet against me, did you? It's all good, man. <laughs> Yo, she won a buttload of money. <laughs> so, yeah. So we get to the point, they talking about, well, I've been looking for you, where you've been all my life, you're not my brother, you're dead to me situation. I'm not going to get in detail. Right. So essentially, just to kind of give a little bit of background on her, she was there at the compound when he was being trained as an assassin the whole time. But of course, yeah. because she's a woman, you know, or, you know, she was a, a girl, she wasn't being trained, trained. with them. She right. was just kind of ignored. You but. Because, you know, especially in, in um, a lot of Asian cultures, you know, it's more patriarchal society so you know they're always looking for 
you know, the males as the heirs or the ones who do all the, you so know, the decision making. So while he was training, she was observing everything that he right. was so doing. She watched what everybody was, was doing, doing and kind of trained herself by duplicating yeah. the moves. And she got really good with like the rope and, uh, contact, um, and dagger thing. What you call it? I don't know what it's called. Kuntai, well, a kunai, kunai. Is the, a kunai is the actual dagger. dagger. She's like the throwing daggers. Dagger. But did she tie the rope on it? But now? there's a rope. Yeah. there's And I don't know if that has an official name. But yeah, uh-huh. it's like a rope kunai. Uh-huh. So she can like, you know, whirl it around in really far distances. And then <laughs> like what Scorpion did in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. And she's like, she, the whole time she's just like, get over here. <laughs> For some reason, she puts on that voice too. It's so weird. Right. It's like, why are you making yourself your voice? Deep? No, I'm just kidding. Of course. I, I actually saw the unanimous of the second movie for Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Better than the movie. It's <laughs> no, not too difficult to do, really. <laughs> not really. You're right. So, yes, yeah, so he had to teach herself how to fight. Right. You know, by observing her brother and the other people in the compound, you know, training. So, they, like I said, they go back and forth, you know, disagreeing, whatever. Yeah. Oh, you, you didn't protect me. You didn't stay for me. You didn't come back for me. That kind of stuff, right? Right. Because basically what happened was um, – that we know of at this point in time is that Shang-Chi was sent by his father, you know, sometime around when he was 14 or 15. Yeah. yeah, To go, um, to go kill somebody. That was his first mission. Yeah. And according to Shang-Chi, he didn't do it. And instead he ran away. Right. right. Um, and then he, you know, he hit out in San Francisco and basically he had promised that he would come back to, you know, he would be back in a few days to his sister, but then he never did because he never came back. It was 10 years so later. She's kind of a little upset and rightly so about that. Right. <laughs> so they have a little squabble. Then all of a sudden, their dad, 10 rings that come, they're coming for them. Right. The 10 rings show up. Yeah. Because yeah. it was all a setup too because yeah. he had received a postcard from her. So that's how he knew her address. Yeah. But then she's like, I didn't send you a postcard. So, yeah. So we're going around. The, it's, I'm, by the way, great fight sequences, man, in this movie too. Right. Yeah. There's yeah. a nice one on like these, yeah. on the, the scaffolding outside uh, the building. Right. You know. There was some CGI in there, but as far as practical effects and martial arts stunts, and that was pretty, it was pretty awesome. Um, so they fight in and this and that. Then the the death dealer come. Now death dealer was the guy that trained Shang Chi. Right. You know, I mean, he looks bad. I like the costume. Yeah, and I, he's got kind of like this kabuki mask, so yeah. we never really see his face. Right. So he he shows up. They going back and forth, and you know he was giving the death dealers the business. Right. He really was. You know, until all of everybody showed up, including his dad. Right. So we at that point now. In the movie, I think we're in the midpoint now in the movie right, right. now. Right. So the so the dad the dad basically took the pendant and took both of them Bet. and Katie to his compound. Compound, right. So um, he, I would like to touch on the the death dealer, although we'll get to that a little bit uh, later. I was kind of disappointed that the death dealer. I thought he was going to play a larger role, or that um, his or that they were going to reveal who yeah. he really was or something like that. Yeah. Cause he was wearing that mask. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He just, he just gets taken by one of the thi- the soul suckers. Right. So he just get whoop, whoop and, and he's gone. And that, that's, so that was kind of one of my, one of my little nitpicks about the movie was that it felt like he was going to be a bigger deal. I was kind of, it was kind of weird to him to them to do that. Cause he was like, in the trailers, he's like a badass. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, what the way he went out is like a a, a chump move. <laughs> like a chump. Yeah, like a chump. chump. It's a chump. Yeah. So, you know, no. So they go back to the compound, and their dad. Someone, I'm glad y'all are back and stuff. I gave you ten years. You know, I gave you time. Right. Now, it's time for you to come back. 
and <laughs> Aquafina. <laughs> she's she's there tagging along, and like we're going back to. Um, oh, I know he asked Aquafina her character. Uh, her character, what is your name? Mm-hmm. What is your that? What is your name? And she oh, yeah. could. She's like Katie. Katie. He's like no. no what's your Chinese, Chinese name? name? And she couldn't say. And she gave him the last name, but she she didn't know her her origin of her name. Right. And he was trying to explain to her what is what's in the name. That names are important. important. Right. <laughs> so that will become to the Mandarin thing. He's, right. <laughs> so he was explaining to her. He said, "Yeah." Um, and I, um, I have a name. This is my name. What it, what's his name again? Uh, Zhu Wenwu. Zhu Wenwu, right? And so he said that you know, I've been called many things. You know, I have I've been called this and that, but I've never been called a, a, a orange, a Chinese orange, a Chinese food dish, dish and, or orange. You know, and that was that was new. And you know, and he told told her that story. I found it very funny. So he's having a conversation and, t- and stuff like that. So later on, he talked to um, both the um, ch- all of them. And he's talking about, he hears his mom's voice. Now, mom is dead. Right. Right. She's dead. So, well, basically, yeah. So what we learn is that his, yeah, the, the mother was killed years ago. Right. And, you know, a- after she was killed, that's when, you know, the father started training. Um, Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. And, you know, had the Ten Rings organization going. Uh, you know, restarted up and started training Shang-Chi to be an assassin. Uh, those kind of coincided. But basically his goal now is that the two pendants, when they're placed on this, I think it's like a dragon's Dragon head, head at, yeah. at the compound, it creates like a, like a field map in this little room mm-hmm. and kind of shows the path through those bamboo trees in order to reach the village because it's constantly shifting. Right. And that's why that's why the... That's why the bamboo trees are always like collapsing in on them because it's opening a path, but then it's quickly closing it behind you. It's like a and, maze. Right. And you have to make the right turns, turns and go at the right speed and get there just to get to the village. Right. And if you don't, you'll get crushed. Um, that was pretty smart. Right. <laughs> so, um, so that, so essentially what he's saying is that he's been hearing her voice. Right. He thinks that she's not dead, that she was taken back to this village and punished for leaving the village, um, you know, and uh, going with him that they're punishing her. And so they have locked her away and she is crying out to him to help her to free her. Yeah. So that's what his goal is, which was really interesting. And I, I kind of liked the way that, um, you know, cause they start out that's like, Oh, he's power hungry. He's conquered like most of, you know, Asia and he's been behind a lot of assassinations and, you know, government takedowns and shaping the world and everything. But it's, it was nice to see that at heart, he was kind of sympathetic. He was a little bit, you know, obviously he's a, a bad person, right. but he, he did have a core of goodness to him when it came to family. Yes. You know, he did love, um, well, her name was, uh, Ying Li. Ying Li, right. So who was Shang-Chi's mother. He did honestly love her. He did set aside the 10 rings for her, this, right. For her right. and tried to become a better person. You know, he did love his son. He loves his daughter, even though, you know, they're kind of, right. eh, you're a girl kind of go, go be, you know, go out of the, out of the way and don't bother me. Right. Um, and so he truly does want his children's help 
to rescue their mother. That is his goal, at least at this point in time. You know, there's a lot of other stuff, the assassinations, the whatever going on at the same time that's, you know, not really good news. But, you know, it was nice that they kind of portrayed him as a real human being. Right. Um, and so basically uh, Shang-Chi and his sister decide, yeah, I don't think that's true. We're not going to help you. We'll try. And, um, you know, so they're thinking they'll try and go by themselves. But then he throws them in, in prison, prison, basically. And we get to the dungeon of prison. Right. All of a sudden, we get a familiar face. Well, we yeah, we start hearing a weird, weird noise. noise. So they go down into like you know the depths of the prison, prison. to find out what this noise is. And so when they see the see the person who's making all this noise, oh, who could it be? Oh, it's Trevor. It's Trevor Jimmy Slattery from Iron Man Played Three. By ben Kingsley. Of That's course. right, sir. Sir now. Sir Ben Kingsley. Sir yes. now. Yo, so he's there. He's. <laughs> God, right. So apparently he was supposed to be taken and killed, yeah, right. but he started doing like his Shakespeare or whatever. And so now he's basically the court jester for the, the Ten Rings compound. You yeah. Know? It kind of he, like, well, yeah, he puts on performances and stuff for them. And so they keep him around. I, I feel sorry for him. Like, right. Why are we going to kill this guy? Yeah. You know, this is I torture. Mean, and that is, that is the funny thing is that even when you met him in Iron Man 3, three. in Iron Man 3, he was like, you know, a drunk and, you a know, druggy. just coked it out and whatever. Yeah. So he's a down on his luck actor who took this gig without even thinking about the repercussions no. or, you know, doing his proper research. And so he got in over his head. But, yes. you know, he's just kind of this, I just Trevor Slattery, you know, and, and I did my work, you know. He so sobered up. What right. happened? And actually, that's the cool thing is that his time in prison actually, actually made him a better person. Yes, it did. It sobered him up. It made him reflect on, you know, his poor choices that he probably should have done his research <laughs> on, on that whole yeah, Mandarin he, he thing. Said, the producer came to me. I'm right. like, producer? <laughs> he's talking about Killian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, okay. So he's talking and everything, and they're just looking at this guy. Say, "Who? What in the world is going on here?" So he gets to talking, and then all of a sudden, you see this headless-looking creature. Yeah, this little creature, which is called—they're actually called Hunduns, Hundun, Hunduns, or Hunduns, okay. or something like that. So, but he called him Morris. Well, his name is Morris, Morris but the yeah, creature itself in yeah. Chinese folklore right. in mythology is a Hundun. Right. So, so basically, they're like these little. Um, kind of like these little triple looking creatures with legs but then they also have like four wing angel wings right like but yeah they have no head they have like no butt they all just yeah you know, they just look like a a stuffed animal pillow or something <laughs> yeah you know, like, with wings so um, so he he showed up he, he named him morris right so he's morris um and trevor's can actually understand him yes um, even though he just makes squeaks and stuff but actually did you know he was voiced by d bradley baker who, oh yeah, he's done a lot of voices, but including like Perry the Platypus from Phineas and Ferb. Um, so yeah. yeah, so he does the the voices for that. So they they get to talking. And he no. So they get together, and they're gonna bring Trevor with him. With him. well, Morris basically says that he knows how, how to, to get, get um, through the woods right. to get to the village of Talo. Talo. So they actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump ahead. They get out the compound, big chase, whatever. So they finally get to the place, and they said, where we need to go? And Trevor said, Mara said, go straight ahead. Because right now, the bamboo trees are closed. First, first we need to talk about the whole, while they're waiting, they're having the conversation, and Trevor Slattery is talking about how he got into acting. Was it Macbeth? No, his mother took him to see Planet of the Apes. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. (laughs) And he was like... 
how did they get those apes on the screen or whatever <laughs> to give those, perf- you know, to that? and she's like, no, honey, it was acting. <laughs> and so that's when he was like, oh, oh. so they were acting. And it's like, and then when I saw those, that's those funny. apes riding on those horses and I was like, those that's apes are acting, actually acting. They're not really riding the horses. They're acting like they're riding the horses. <laughs> yeah, missed the whole but the concept. the implication the whole time is that he actually thought they were apes. <laughs> he missed the whole concept of the whole thing, man. That was hilarious. So that, that made him want to go into acting. Right. And that's, apes. Yeah, so it's like, you do you, dude. <laughs> that's what did it for you. So be it. And I be looking at him like, dude, they're like, was crazy. What? What? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Right. So then finally, yeah, Morris is like, all right, it's open. Go. go yeah. You know, and then they have to, you know, and Katie's driving because she's a good driver because right. they did the valet thing or whatever. Right. Um, so she's driving and they have to go like fast enough. And then, you know, Trevor has to tell him when Morris says, turn left now. Right, yeah, All right, go right, right now. You All know, right, 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 left. Yeah. So they finally get to the place. Um, then when when they get to the place, you see all these mystical um, um, mystical creatures right. of lore. Right. You so know? there's uh, Kitsunis and there's like phoenixes, phoenixes, to which Trevor says, it looks like those birds are on fire. <laughs> and he's like, oh, it's okay. Morris said they're supposed to be like that. Yeah. So you see, that's nine-tailed foster call. What now? Kitsunis. Kitsunis, okay. Yeah. So, so there was plenty of those. Yeah, so there's a bunch of those, those big like... Those big like lion dragon type creatures right. or whatever. I've there's seen those before. Those. I can't remember what they're called. But I've seen but... them somewhere before. Yeah. So yeah, I mean it's it's a bunch of different yeah creatures. The horses were ugly though, man. The one like the horse like they like it was just like off putting a little bit. They're like human faces, almost human faces. Oh uh, yeah. They were the green looking horse. Oh horses. He said. Yeah. <laughs> they were yeah. like dragon looking horses, man. I'm like okay. <laughs> yep. So they get there. So they finally get there, and the people of the village meet them with spears and stuff like that. They told them return to where you need to go. Go back. But come to find out, a lady, Michelle Yu. Michelle, Yo. Michelle Yo. Yo. Yeah, she shows up, so, and as, her, her name is Ying Nan. Which is the, and she's the aunt, aunt. of um, Shang-Chi and uh, Jialing. Yeah. Because um, she was she was um, Ying Li's sister. sister. Right. And um, So she welcomes them. And, well, you open know, arms, right. right. And explains to them that, you know, well, and they're like, uh, you know, our father is coming. He's going to come here because he thinks that she's locked away you know his wife is locked away somewhere and he's coming to save her and they're like uh that's not his wife um that's this uh this creature called the soul eater isn't he yeah it's a soul eater but yeah called the dweller in darkness the dweller in darkness and then he's got all of his little cronies but basically they're i mean like normal weapons do not hurt them so uh talo like the whole like you know hidden world of talo originally it actually had like you know big cities with like you know highly advanced technology and things like that but when the the dweller in darkness and his soul leaders showed up they basically ended up raising the entire area yeah you know with a z not an s um (laughs) and yeah all the cities have been out so all that's left is the village and the great protector which is like the dragon, dragon right um, helped them defeat the soul leaders, or at least by they put up a wall and he is locked behind that wall. And the wall was like with scales of it's the dragon. It's a wall with like scales, scales of the dragon, dragon yes. Right. So he's trapped in kind of like this cave behind with this big circle right. of dragon scales that are holding him in. Right. And essentially, she tells them, well, what's happening is the soul leader has found somebody 
in this case, their father, and is pretending to be the wife in order to the break free. Right. In order to convince him, him to, to come break and break him free from the um, from the other side of the gate, not the gate, but the cave. It was a big cave. Yeah. Right. So yeah, and. It because he was going crazy. I, I thought he was when he said he they were looking at him. Are you really crazy? The expression on their face said, "Mom is dead." Right, mom's dead. That's, you gotta, you know. Um, and so that's what he's coming for. But yeah, so so they decide that they're going to help fight off right. um, their father and the Ten Rings right. to protect the the village and from the because if the Soul Eater gets out and then the Soul Sucker gets out and right. then goes into our world and wreak havoc once it'll, again. Yeah, it'll destroy. It'll destroy the earth, right. essentially. We always get the extinction level um, p- 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 catastrophe. Right. <laughs> That's what it is. Right. So um, so they get prepared for the data come, but in between time, in the other scenes of the movie, you see um, Shang Chi's um, practicing with his aunt and training. Mm-hmm. And you see Alcofina taking up the bow. Right. Right. So everybody doing their thing, trying to prepare for the war, right? For the battle, not the war, for the battle. And later on, in, in one scene, he's, t- um, he's talking to, what's that, Katie, Katie right? Aquafina? Yeah. It's Katie, yes. Katie. Katie is talking to Sean Chi, and remember the conversation they had in the airport about him assassinating that person? Right. He said he never, he didn't do it. But in this conversation here, it seemed like to me that he probably went through with it well he basically says that yes he actually did do it it. he did assassinate the person and this is actually true to the comic book is that that's actually what happened was he thought his father was benevolent and he was sent to go assassinate somebody who he thought was a bad guy right but then he learned later that you know oh that's not the case his father is the real bad guy so then he became you know, he went became his father's enemy right. in the comics. So it's it follows that same thing. Only instead of becoming his enemy and wanting to take his father down at all costs, he basically just ran away. Yeah. Um and hid from him. Um and one of the things that while he's training with Michelle Yeoh, he wants to learn how to fight like his mother because his mother was able to defeat his father. So he wants to be able to defeat you know, to know how to defeat his father. And the one thing she emphasizes is that she was able to be one with nature and able to, you know, to reflect and be able to, you know, focus her chi and everything because she knew who she was. Right. You know, she was comfortable with who she was as a person and that that was the real key was to be at peace with yourself, um, to accept who you are. And that's always been his struggle. Like I said earlier, he's directionless. Yes. He doesn't really have anywhere he wants to go. He doesn't have a place that he really th- belongs, you know, um, and that's his problem. And he spent all this time running, but he's done bad things, but he wants to be good. And so he's got this internal conflict. So he doesn't even know who he is, really. And that's what he has to kind of solve right. is he has to, you know, resolve who he is and make peace with himself. Yeah, yeah, that's a, yeah, I, yeah. You're right. That's that's the whole t- right. the whole story for him. Right. It's all about finding oneself. Right. And Katie has a similar thing. Is that you know you see Katie is that um, she's directionless as well. She doesn't really know how to focus on one thing that she wants to do. 
Um, and you see that, you know, it's, it's important when you see her family and everything like that at the beginning as well, because that's kind of a big thing in, you know, a lot of Asian cultures is that, you know, how they're, it's very family oriented responsibility. Work is very important, you know, uh, taking up the family business or following in your family's footsteps right, are, right, right. you know, there's expectations that are placed on, you know, Asian children to become something that, you know, their parents may already have in mind or, you know, they have these high expectations for them and she's clearly not living up to those expectations partially because she doesn't want to partially because she doesn't know what she wants to do. So she's very directionless and that's kind of a big thing. Right. Um, but now when she's, literally i mean about to go to war no well meta I mean, I mean the metaphor is right there it's yeah. like hey why don't you try out the bow and arrow which shoots, shoots in a specific <laughs> direction I mean, it's like pretty spot on right you know it's kind of she may not become an archer but it's giving her something to focus on right. it's giving her a direction to be like okay you know, this we, is what i can do to do we, help do we need any more archers man yeah, I know. I was, <laughs> Do like, we need more? I was like, I hope she doesn't become like super Hawkeye level and like that. It's like we already we have, have Hawkeye. We have another them. Hawkeye coming on the way. So. We don't need that. Right. We don't need that. So that's why I don't, you know, it's it may be something that she takes up, but right. I don't know if she's going to be like, you know, super Hawkeye archer type <laughs> thing. But like I said, it it gives her a purpose. Um, it's, it's helping her find something, and that's right. the idea behind it. Yeah. You yeah, I, I totally agree with you on that. Meanwhile, his sister, which, you know, we can discuss a little bit more, but, um, you know, and this is kind of something I definitely wanted to touch on, is all of these characters, it's, it's Shang-Chi's movie, but all of these characters have their own role to play, and they all have their own character arcs. Mm -hmm. So his sister, yeah. as you see, she was always kind of left off on the side. She had to train herself. She had to do whatever because she was a, a woman. And there's certain expectations for women in, you know, this society. And everything she has done, she did on her own. Right. So she is very determined oh, right. and she's very, um, what's the word I said? Um, what, what's that? What's ambitious. Ah. That's the word I was looking for. Oh, yeah. She's, so she's ambitious. ambitious and doesn't stick to that role of being a submissive woman, you know, that a lot of. Asian culture tends to, or at least used to, I mean, things yeah. change obviously, but that's kind of always been the role of women is to be more submissive. And she definitely fights against that. Majorly. So, yeah. So she, when she's around her father, she says the best thing, what she does is she just tries not to be noticed. You know, don't speak, don't whatever. And then things are usually easier mm. for her. Right. But as you see, she built her own club and was building her own little little empire. empire and then as we see at the end when she takes over the 10 the rings, rings compound yeah. it's like even though she was she said she was taking it down she's not no, she was, no, disassembling no. but that's also in the book right but we'll but yeah we'll get to that you know when we get to the end but her arc is that very much that she's an ambitious person and she's going against the cultural norm you know and that but it's really a question of was is she, which way, which direction? Right. Though? Is she going to do this for a good <laughs> yeah. purpose or a bad purpose or somewhere in between? So anyway. You know, it's like, and and that's good because you know sometimes when women get ambitious, people always label them as, you know, 
difficult or you know the, oh they love the word difficult. or the b word or you know they're just they're power hungry or they're you know they hate men or you know it's always something that's rooted in evil but it's like why can't women also run companies why can't they also be managers why can't they also you know have just as much power as men it's you know equality <laughs> right, equality you're right right so i mean <clears throat> Yeah, you know, everyone had their little story um, arc within the movie. You're right. Everybody had their time to tell their story. But like you said, there are, it's actually going to be another one. I know it's going to be up another another Shang-Chi anyway. It did well at the box office. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it will. It did. It did well. Um, uh, so, like I said, they preparing for battle. I'm going to kind of keep it short. I'm just going to keep it like this. Every every other film had their big climactic end, the climax, right? Right. So you have Shang-Chi's dad coming. They finally showed up with the Ten Rings. Right. He said, I need to get to your mom, not the stuff like that. He's demanding. Right. So all of a sudden, they and, get to fighting. Right. Shang-Chi tries Shang to, like, convince him that it's not really his mom. It's this soul, you know, the dweller in darkness. And he's like, uh, no. you you believed their stupid lies. Right. You know, you're foolish. So they, they start a fight. So, right. So, the, yeah, his group starts fighting right. the villagers. And so, it's important to note that the villagers, all of their weapons use dra- and armor uses dragon, dragon scales. scales. Right. So right. they gave, they gave you know, uh, Shang-Chi and his sister suits. suits that their mother had actually left for them. Right. Amazing how she knew exactly how, you know, what physique <laughs> oh, they were going to grow into. <laughs> only, in the, only in the movies. Only in the movies, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're going to grow this side? This yeah, she's like, I know exactly how to get this to fit What's perfectly, even though you're still a child when I came up with it. Right. <laughs> Jesus. Right. So they, you know, they get to fighting. Um, you know, Sean Chi telling his dad, you don't need to do this. You know, you, you, you're wrong. And mom is dead. All that kind of back and forth. Right. So Sean Chi's really getting his ass beat. So, yeah. Right. Right. So <laughs> he really lost the first time. His dad, and I guess they pushed him. He used a 10 Well, his lane. dad is, yeah, like pushing him around. Yeah. And then eventually, yeah, knocks him into the lake. lake. The lake. Uh, yeah, knocks him out and, you know, just pushes him in the lake. So yeah. at this point, it's like, uh, is he going to drown? Right. You know, um, so because dad finally made up to the mountain. Where the right. Cave and so is. then he crosses across yes. the little lake, yeah. which is where the cave, the sealed off cave is. You know, it's pretty interesting how the special effects with the rings, how they made them work. Mm-hmm. At first, I was kind of, how are going to make this thing work? And I see how they did it. You know, it's like it's projectile proportion, and it's like right. Yeah, it's basically like he has five on each wrist. Yeah, and so he just kind of can shoot them, and either they'll they can just create like a blast, right? Or they'll go flying, and they're kind of like whips. You yeah, know, he can use them to like whack things or push off the ground, and like so he can jump across the entire lake. That's a neat way how they use those rings, man. Right, it's really neat. And so, um, <laughs> so he goes over, and then he tries to like get his wife out, quote unquote. And he, by using the rings to start punching that cave wall. Right, right. And he starts to cause some cracks, which cause some the of the little, little smaller soul things. suckers to start coming out. Oh, you know, it did. It came out. And here we go. Now, one came out. Then all of a sudden, some more came out. Right. And Razor's fist is constantly trying to cut him with his, <laughs> with his sword and his arm. And it's not working. Well, it cuts them, but then they kind of just heal right, right away. Right. Yeah, they but come back. But it's not back. working. What they needed was the dragon the scale dragon weapons. The dragon scales, right. The, and it actually 
disintegrate them. They, they disappear. Right. So Michelle Yeoh is like, um, regular weapons aren't going to work on this. We need to, we need to like team up and take them down. And Razor Fist is like, screw that. Yeah. We're not joining you. And then one of them just grabs uh, the death, the death dealer, dealer and just sucks his soul out and I'm just like, 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 plops him. And he's like, all right, uh, truce. <laughs> we'll team up, team up. And so then, and then they, we go say about the death dealer. He didn't last me. Right, know. exactly. So he just went out like a punk, punk like <laughs> yeah. a punk ass. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, really, dude. So we get to that point. No. So then they join. So then they give them all the dragon right. scale weapons, and you know he Razor Fist knocks his blade off and then puts like an actual like dragon scale right. blade on. So then they can all fight against the the little soul suckers that are yeah, coming so out. Aquafina doing her thing, shooting the boat. No, she She's, didn't get. She wasn't getting the bow and arrow first because he told her not. She to. went to go get it, yeah, and they said, you know, nope, you're not, you're not ready for this. You know, uh, what's right. his, what is his name, Master Guang Guangbo or something Guang like Bo, that? Okay. Yeah. Then you, and um, Shang Chi's sister, she was fighting with her with her, yeah, her dagger, uh, which rope, right? And so we doing all that. So within after we said Shang Chi's got defeated, he landed in the lake, right? All of a sudden, at the bottom of the lake, we see a dragon face, right? Which is, so is actually the protector. The dragon wakes up, well, the great protector. protector. Right. And he, he, then it reminded me of never ending story. We was riding <laughs> on the back of it. Man. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's at this point that he starts to remember, remember. you know, uh, some bits of his past. Right. And I think like something his mother told him. And I don't remember exactly what happens at that point. But this is kind of where it comes together for him. And he accepts. He accepts that he's part of his father and he's part of his mother. Right. So he has both of them in him. Um, so, you know, he does have his dad's evilness, you know, or the assassination that he did right. actually do. He's um, come to accept that. And, you know, but he's also got his mother's virtuous side. Right. So he he kind of comes to understand that and realize that his purpose right now is to protect the village and um and to stop running that right. he needs he needs to like confront his father and you know put an end to this mm-hmm. so he kind of becomes whole and he manages to then you know gain gain that i mean kind of that chi but kind of that enlightenment centeredness right 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 um and so then yeah he comes out riding on the dragon and oh. then he goes and then he goes and faces off against his father right um, and the dragon kind of goes and helps by gobbling up those soul suckers. Yeah, he was gobbling, just taking them out. So he finally get that. He, now he's confident, um, fighting his dad again. Right. In some kind of way, Chong Chi harnessed the rings from his dad. One of the rings right. at first. Yeah, like I like I said, yeah, he's yeah, become, become more, more centered, centered now. Yeah. He's kind of accepted who he yeah. is and what his. You know what his place in the world is. So and so him. right. So he he manages to like take, take half it. of the rings. Right. And, and his then dad when, like, look yeah, his dad's when he has them are blue, but when he takes them, they turn gold. gold. Right. Right. So now they're fighting like with the rings and like getting them all twisted up together and like yeah, they're kind of using them like ropes and whips and. I just thought about something. What you said, turn gold. I'm thinking about some old martial art films, man. Like even when go the Golden Child Eddie Murphy got off a movie. Yeah, that was a or, bad or, or Last Dragon. Uh, <laughs> what was it? Uh, you remember that old movie with Vanity? Remember Vanity? Uh huh. Remember it was a, sh- a movie called The Last Dragon. Right. And he, he had the glow. The glow. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you, remember the, you got the glow. Like he caught the bullet. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I, I just watched as a kid. I thought it was pretty cool, bro. The the uh, Shogun and Harlem. Mm-hmm. So who's the who's the baddest? Shogun. <laughs> but anyway, so I mean, they get to fighting back and forth. He kind of convinces dad it's not the mom. So the the, the big guy comes out. They finally breaks the. the well, scales. yeah, the, the dad's still not convinced. convinced. Yeah. So he manages to like yeah break through the final wall. Uh, yeah. And so then yeah, out comes this huge. Um, you know what? Someone said I was dragon-like looking, creature. You no, know, someone said um that. I, I know they had it wrong when I was looking at this um video, and they trying to compare that to my dead creatures, fin 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 foom. I said no, it's not. I mean, if, um, you know. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, if anything, the Great Protector <laughs> was more like, like fin fin foom, but he yeah, was, was not. not. Yeah, so. Right. I, another missed opportunity. <laughs> well, I mean, he may come somewhere because Fing Fan Foon is actually yeah an like an alien or yeah, something. Alien, yeah. Um, like, like like um what's Katie Pride um dragon lock lockjaw? Lock, no, lockjaw, Lockheed. 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 He's a dog. Um, but yeah, he's an alien too. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, they get the that thing broke out. People's souls getting taken at a rapid pace, <laughs> like crazy. Right. So. We get they get the fighting, the protectors fighting um, the dweller, and um, Shang Chi and his sister are on top of the dragon. They're fighting back and forth. Right? About this time, his well, dad is dead. Well, because- no, yeah, basically, um, no. So Shang Chi is still fighting his dad, right. but then he manages to get control of all the rings. Right, takes them from his dad, and it's kind of like beaten him, yeah. or at least you know, kind of been like. And at that point, instead of killing his father or doing whatever. You know, even though he had claimed earlier when he was talking to Katie that he was going to kill his father, you know, he's decided to show him mercy and he's like, you know, yeah. this isn't the way. And he basically just throws the, the ten rings on the ground. Is yeah. like, take them, and then or, you they know, whatever. Call him and wrap them. So do he, he does. He does take them, but then yeah, the dweller grabs him and starts sucking so his dad's that. soul out. Right. And so when he does, the dad then shoots the, um, he shoots the rings at the at. Um, Shang Chi and gives them to him, mm-hmm. um, and then yeah, Daddy dies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I'm, so then Shang Chi um, and his sister yeah end up getting on the dragon yeah, yeah. and uh, helping to fight off the dweller in the darkness. Right, but you know who gave the kill shot? Right. So then at that point, it's um, at that point, Katie has uh, has been like, you know, screw you guys, I'm gonna it's shoot really anyways because you know. Um, Oh, we should also mention uh, Trevor Slattery. <laughs> oh, so there's, all, there's all the all the dead people. And so, you know, he's like laying on the ground and Morris comes mm-hmm. running over to him like, oh, no, mm-hmm. you're dead. And he's like, don't worry. Don't worry, Morris. I'm just giving a performance. And you Morris know, is like, here, you lay down and join me. <laughs> and he did. Too. And they're, yeah, they're pretending to be dead. <laughs> oh, um, but yeah, so essentially. Um, so, yeah, it 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 eats master. um Master Guangbo. Um, so he can't take the shot to kill him because it's now managed to, it then manages to grab the, uh, the great protector. Right. And it's trying to suck its soul out. Mm-hmm. And if it sucks its soul out, it'll be impossible to kill because it. it's so powerful at that point. So, so Katie, what, what they need to do is they need to shoot it the in throat. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, the big one doesn't get uh, the master. It's uh, a small one comes up behind, behind him, him yeah. and gets him. Um, so she's like the last line of defense. And the master's on how to destroy it because get it in the right. throat. You got to shoot it in, in the, the throat. throat. Yeah, because so it can't suck it anymore. Shit, anything by the throat would kill you. Right. <laughs> so she does manage to like shoot it like through the throat. And then after which that then happens, saves the protector. protector. 
And when after that happened, Shang Chi mastered the ten rings. He started doing some type of moves in in midair. Right. He shoots him down through the um. Yeah, he did shoot the rings to, towards the um the jeweler, right? I yeah, he goes like into his mouth. Mouth, right into the mouth, right. right. And and he's doing all these hand signatures, some gestures and stuff like that. And I think what it is is rotating. He's like, yeah, he's spinning them around right on the, the inside, inside and just yeah. blows through them. Yeah, that's, yeah. And so it's what happened, and it killed him. So that's that's the end of that part of the movie. But they go back to San Francisco to that married couple, right? And, they, and I'm saying, what's and going on? Yeah, they're telling them about the their whole story or whatever. And she's like, okay, look. I know I was giving you a hard time, but I mean, come on! Now you're just mocking me, right? right. All of a sudden, we see some, uh, see Benedict. I mean, see Wong. Right. You see yeah, his, his portal. little portal gate okay, open gate. behind <laughs> them in the restaurant, and everybody what? And they yeah. looked around, and he's like, "You're Shang Chi, right? Yeah. You know, I need you to come with me." So yeah. you know, and two rings, right? You too, Katie. Yeah. yeah. So like, they go. Yeah. So of course, then the married couple's like, "What? What?" So we ended right there. So typical Marvel fashion. We have, we have a mid credit and an end credit. Right. And the mid credit continues with Wong, Shang Chi, and Katie. They at the Sanctum Sanctorum. I'm saying that right. Sanctum Sanctorum. Sanctorum yeah. yeah. Without the strange place, guys. So he's trying to discuss what are these ten rings because he did the research. Said I have no kind of um, um, information on these rings. Right. You know, and at the at the other end, you see holograms of. But well, it's it, the rings are giving out some sort of signal. But they, and they could and they could be you know like, extraterrestrial. Well, they they know that um, when Wu had them for at least a thousand years, years right. but they're like, yeah, I Pre- think these are like way older than that, right. and they and could be alien. In so nature. he's he's actually talking to Captain Marvel. Right. And Bruce Banner, which I was like, wow, okay. And he still kind of threw me off with Bruce, Bruce Banner, Banner for a second. And then I was like, oh, that's why it's so weird. He's actually in Bruce, Bruce Banner form, form, not his Hulk, not his Hulk. smart Hulk form. Yeah. yeah. So and he's still in the sling. I mean, of course. Right. So the, and Bruce said, you know, I don't I can't say anything about it, but it's giving off this signal because he's he good with gamma radiation and anything dealing with some type of radiation. Right. right? And you got Captain Marvel, who's out in space. Right. He says the she's Shatari like, is not, it's not Shatari. Yeah, she's not familiar with it. So so, so anyway, but the, the last remark that Bruce Banner made to them is, um, welcome to the circus. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. So I, I think that was pretty cool. So that left things open for up-and-coming stories, whatever, right. down the line in the MCU. Then at the end credit, back to what you were saying about his sister. Remember he said his sister was going to, kind of was yeah was going to dismantle the compound. compound that's what she was right. so she was still back in so in the scene China. you see her back in her room taking down posts and stuff like that then when she's talking about the razor fist that we need your boss she goes back to right so she goes out to the main, main room, room sits in the, the throne, throne and says yeah let's get this started or whatever and you see the compound isn't right. feeding well now. first you see a whole bunch but of women, women training right so obviously she's opened it up to women and then you start to see a couple of men in the front as well yeah but yeah then you start to see like satellite dishes Just, and um solar panels and so yeah she's definitely been updating it and modernizing right. it and but, they still but have she's the graffiti on there though yeah. Yeah, but she's clearly not taking it down. No. She's obviously taking it over. over. And then this is what we said earlier. Either she's doing it for good or bad or in between. Right. So what's her intentions? But then again, the things that the Ten Rings will return, like, okay, they ain't got more plans for that. Right. So anyway, so, man, like I said, I really enjoyed this movie. 
And I think for me, it's one of the better origin stories for me for one for MCU movie. I think it's up there with Captain America and Iron Man as far as origin stories for me. Yeah, I mean, this one was definitely one of the one of the the best. Um, I, this is probably one of my favorite Marvel movies now. Right. You know, I still like the Guardians of the Galaxy movies better, and you know, a lot of the Avengers games, like right. en- Avengers movies, like Endgame <laughs> and stuff like that, are really Except for Ultron up there. Well, Age of Ultron is like way down yeah. there. That one's like near with uh with Thor two and Iron Man two. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I mean this one. This one I really enjoyed, and it was it was well put together. Like I said, the way they mixed in the backgrounds, and um, it, you know, like the uh, the back the flashbacks. Right. You know, not all at once. It was like little bits and pieces, a, and you know, so at we kind of right. right. So we kind of learned about it as we were going along. Right. Um, like for instance, when he when he was looking at that pole, that wooden pole that he was practicing every damn day, and he kept hitting it. Right. And that goes to a flashback. Right. And so that's, we show him as a kid doing it and making yeah, his knuckles bloody and, yeah. you know, his dad being like, all right, that's enough for one day. You know, um, even the part when his mother died, he went back to get those people. Remember that kid? Right. So then and then, yeah, they even did the flashback the where the dad, you know, that's when the dad picked the rings back okay. up and is like, all right, come with me, son. Right. You know, he's going to show you. Right. I'm going to show you. So he basically takes out the gang that did it. And the assassination mission was actually to take out the leader, right. the one he sent Shang-Chi on when he was a teenager, um, to take out the leader. Because that was when he said, you know, after he destroyed the, the gang in that restaurant or whatever, and he goes to Shang-Chi and he's like, are you with me? You know, are you in with me to kind of get revenge for your mother? Right, right, right. And that's when Shang-Chi is like, yes, he agrees to it. But then obviously he has a change of heart later. Um, but I mean, like I said, I thought, um, the flashbacks was done well. I mean, they did it at a, at a point in the movie that need to be told at that point, you know? And so if, like you said, if you saw when you saw that pole, when he was, he saw the dents in it, it was flashback as a kid training. Right. Right. So I really enjoy that. So for me, I think one of the better origin movies that Marvel has been, has told in a while, um, as far as a ranking scale. From my rank from one to ten, I give it a, I give it a nine, nine. Yeah, yeah I give it nine. a, I give it a nine point five. I really, yeah, I, I really liked nine. it. I thought it, you know, I thought it was well written. I thought it was well done. I thought all of the acting was great. The casting was great. You know, it was nice to see a movie that was representative of, you know, the culture that it's supposed to be representative yeah. of. Um, you know, and it, it was not. I'm I'm glad to see it's been doing so well in theaters. Right. Um, hopefully, this means we'll get better representation in the future for. Well, I looked at the numbers know, in Hollywood in general. I looked at the numbers worldwide. It's 363 million. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it done it's done well so so far. Right. And um, so, like I said, I have to give it a nine. So, guys, if you have not seen Chong Chi, The Legend of the Ten Rings, go check it out. And we're going to talk about one more thing. It's not going to be too long, but. This is one of um, Trevor's favorite characters, and um, he tweeted it. He, he don't tweet too much, too often anymore. He went yeah, on Twitter. Really he tweeted, went on Twitter, and he was happy, you know. So his favorite character is Hawkeye. 
and when they announced the trade and announced the um the series, he was all up in arms and which I I like not Hulk. up I, in arms. That makes just, it sound like I'm, I'm angry. No, no, no. <laughs> no, he was very enthusiastic. I made him say that. He was very enthusiastic. Oh, well, finally, we got something for Hawkeye. Right. So they should, they dropped the trailer for the Hawkeye series. And... Right. So I'm going to keep it short because I think what they did is they basically, basically went after the Matt Fraction and David. What is it? David? Uh-huh. David Aha. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. That that run in Marvel. Right. So it looks like it's going to lean very heavily on that, um, uh, um, on that run. Right. Where, yeah, we kind of see... Hawkeye is kind of a ne'er do well, mm-hmm. and you know he's got. In this case, he'll actually be training, right? Um, or you know, at least working with Kate Bishop. Kate Bishop. Um, so this will be his first introduction. Whereas in the comics, they already were, you know, right? Um, they already were like close, close buds, you know, mentor and. If if it's done well, uh, man, like I said, they are um, getting the inspiration from the Matt Fraction run. Yes, and I, I think they also added more elements within. Of the stuff that happened in Hawkeye it's, life, it's well, yeah. I mean, because the thing you got to keep in mind is that the difference between this Hawkeye and the MCU Hawkeye is that this one has a family, right. so you can't really, you know, that's been his whole big deal, and you know, the whole thing in Endgame where he decided to go and be like, you know, a brutal murderer right. and right. take on the mantle of Ronin, and uh, is that. You know, it was because it was such a devastating loss for him that right. they all were were dusted. Right. That um, that they, they're important to him, so they obviously have to keep him around. So they can't make him be that much of an irresponsible, you know, ne'er do well as he is in the comics. And you know, you can't just make him be. Well, I mean, you can't make him move to New York and live in an apartment or whatever because they live on that farm. Right. So there are certain restrictions that they have to play with. So. Obviously, what it looks like they're doing is after Endgame, you know, well, now that they've been reunited, they're going to go and they take a nice little family vacation vacation to New York. York. And it looks like I think the purpose is probably to see a musical called Rogers, Rogers. the musical, you know, about Steve Rogers. So um, on Broadway, I think that's at least one of the things that they do. Um, But then it looks like he sees somebody wearing the Ronin Ronin costume. costume, So he's like, all right, family, go back home. I got to take care of this and see what's going on. Someone's copycatting me. And then that's when he runs across Kate Bishop. And then at this point, it looks like it's, it's going to bring in a lot of things. It looks like it has the tracksuit Draculas from the fraction and aha run bro. Bro. Yeah. Um, But it kind of looks funny. It looks, you know how we've talked about how all of the, the shows have had a certain genre yes. that they tend to fit into, right? you know, so you had Falcon and winter soldier was kind of like a political oh, thriller oh, and, um, you know, WandaVision was, you know, it took on, it parodied all these all the sitcom through the sitcoms. Decades, right. Decades, yeah. And then, um, uh, was Loki it? was and on then, time. Yeah. Loki was just, yeah. Kind of a time, you know, travel, mind bender um but this yeah, one was. this one because it definitely leans into the christmas time theme. yes it did but it looks like it's going to be kind of one of those slap slap slapsticky like um christmas movies kind of like a planes trains and automobiles right. or you know something like that where everything that can go wrong will go wrong so it looks like it's going to be pretty fun um i am well i mean marvel's never really gone wrong but it's it will be interesting to see what they manage to piece together, given what all the expectations of the things that we 
expect will show up in this show. Right. So it looks like you have the tracksuit Draculas. It looks like there may be, you know, there's hints that uh, Vincent D'Onofrio might show up as the kingpin. Yeah, they say that. You know, of course, Black Widow suggested that, um, that, uh, what's her name? Yelena. Elena, Elena Elena may show up. Well, she is going to show up. Gunning after after Hawkeye. Mm -hmm. So you got that on board. Then it also is going to include. You know, stuff with Kate's mother, who may or may not be Madame Mask. And someone said Echo also. And then Echo and her father is also going to show up. So she is she's a deaf superhero. Right. Um, It does look like uh, Jeremy Renner, Hawkeye himself, is is wearing like ear uh, like, yeah, um, hearing aids. Maybe something happened in game. Right. Which we've we haven't been clued into as to why. I'm sure they'll explain if he is, but in the comics, he does wear them now yeah. because he had suffered hearing loss and, um, and Tony Stark has made him like these advanced hearing aids. Of course. But that's, you know, a big important, uh, aspect of his character in the comics now. And obviously there's a, a link to echo who's also deaf. Um, and she also actually becomes Ronin, Ronin in, in, Avengers, in the, yeah, in, in the Avengers comics as well. Yeah. So, it just feels like there's a lot of things that they're throwing into these seven or eight episodes. Yeah. So I'm hoping they can, and I'm, I'm, I'm hoping they hoping. can juggle them well. I hope so too. And it's, it's just like this Jeremy Renner, because he's not, like you say, he's not getting a movie, but I think doing a TV series is a great way to have that character fleshed out. Right. So maybe after this, he might, his contract might be up. Well, I mean, it probably is, but, you know, it's like they said, at this point, Marvel is now, they're no longer doing those long-term, you know, several movie contracts. They're doing them as needed basis. Which works out for actors and actors. Right. So it doesn't, it doesn't tie them up. And then that way, you know, they're not still under that crappy deal that they made nine movies ago that they're still stuck with. But you know who helped out the most? Robbie Downey Jr. (laughs) Well, yeah. It's true. Samuel Jackson signed. I mean, he's worked every damn day anyway. I mean, Samuel does it. Everything. He's in everything. He's in everything. That, that guy will do anything. Real, you're right. <laughs> but no, it's yeah. So it's like an as needed. So this right. could. This is potentially, and it looks like the whole idea is this is his official retirement because he's technically already retired from the well, Avengers yeah, and the, Shield yes. and whatever. Um, but I think this is supposed to be his. You know, actual retirement. Right. I'm retiring. I am now leaving, you know. Well, you know, he leaving was, the mantle in somebody else's hands. He was on the run, wasn't he? After Civil War, he was on the run. Well, he was after Civil the War, War, but then he agreed to the house, right, was, the house, house arrest. arrest. That's right. So well, was Scott right. Lang was doing the same right. thing. Right. But then, of course, Scott Infinity Lang. War had happened and everybody got dusted. Done, yeah. So then he went on his little killing spree. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, until Endgame brought him back. So at this point, he's just now living at home with his family. Right. Yeah. Um, so like I said, um, I'm very interested in watching this myself. I read the series, The Mad Fraction Run. Mm-hmm. I read it. And um, so I think this is the next one on the list as far as the Disney Plus MCU movie, I mean, TV shows, is Miss Marvel. That's the latest Oh, I one. forgot to mention Pizza Dog. And Pizza Dog lucky. will be in there. So they have to, they have to yeah, yeah, they have lucky. to balance Lucky in there too, dude. But yeah. I wish they ha- if they do one episode of just Lucky solving a murder, <laughs> that's be on point. Uh, yeah, that would be a point. If they if they actually do that, that that got my mad respect, man. Uh, that would be great. Yeah, yeah so that would be for, great. For those who don't know, there is an entire issue in the Fraction Aha Run that's from the dog's perspective. perspective. Yeah, so it's like 
he just kind of hears everybody going, everybody going, blah, 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 lucky, blah, 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 you know, that type of thing. And then, so everything he sees is in like little images. Right. So, you know, he'll like think pizza, he'll think, you know, whatever. And so he's like solving this mystery in this apartment building. Yeah. You know, and so, yeah, it's a very clever, well done uh, issue. I I could think you do, I think you can do one episode of that, man. If they wanted to, they could. If they wanted, it's really a question of do they have How the time, time and it. is it worthwhile to right. do so? Right. But now, but now the thing. So I'm I'm waiting for that one, and I say, like I said, Miss Marvel is the last one for this year, I believe. Right. They haven't really announced that one, and I'm not sure when it's supposed to come out. Well, I if say later this year. If uh, yeah, and they did, but if um, uh, if Hawkeye is coming out like well, what, November, like November 25th or something, or yeah. somewhere around there. If it's eight episodes and it goes one a week, it's going to be at the end of December or actually into January, January by the time right. it finishes up. Right, right. So yeah. I'm not sure what they're going to do with Ms. Marvel. Yeah. Yeah, you're right about that. So I mean, that. we'll see, but. I don't know. I thought it was later this year. Yeah, here we go. Well, that's what they announced, but they haven't given it a date. And at this point, I'm not sure where they're going to squeeze it in. Right. Huh. Yeah, not, you're right. You're right about that. Okay. But yeah, but um, that's it, guys. I mean, Hawkeye comes out November 24th. I guess they're doing a Thanksgiving Thanksgiving week. Yeah, it is Thanksgiving mm-hmm. week. You got something to watch. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, so Trevor, always a pleasure, man. Always a pleasure. Mm-hmm. So, guys, um, you can check Trevor out at what? At, at Toshiro No Ronin on Twitter. And, guys, you can check me out on JustMeAndAmos.com. Also on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Just Being Amos. So I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Peace.